Hi, this is My Creative Life, and I'm Nancy Miller, and today I'm interviewing Sylvia Strand. Um, she's somebody that I got to know while I was pursuing my art education degree at Armstrong Atlantic State University, and Sylvia is a fantastic artist. She's uh, multi-talented in painting, drawing, and her clay and printmaking, but right now she's working on um, doing commission work in painting. So, hi, Sylvia. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Hey, Nancy. Yeah, I greatly appreciate you uh, inviting me for the interview. That's uh, it's really exciting. Oh, wonderful. Well, um, I just gave a brief little intro to the listeners, but I was wondering if maybe um, you could kind of go in and talk a little bit more about yourself. Um, yeah, so I grew up uh, in a small town just about 45 minutes outside of Savannah, so we're the infamous SCAD. Uh, is from, um, oh. I did not go to SCAD. I ended up uh, graduating from Armstrong with you. Um, and uh, let's see, I recently got married and I am the mother of three cats. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and uh, so I graduated with a degree in art ed. And even though I did a lot of teaching with, uh, I taught swim lessons and I coached some team and I substitute taught for a couple of years. I actually um, am not teaching now. <laughs> I, uh, by day, I'm a loan officer over at Summerfield Mortgage. Oh. So um, we are a broker, we're not a bank. So we um, work with multiple lenders for uh, different loan options. So that's what I do by day. And then I try to um, squeeze in all my uh, creative work so the other side of the brain <laughs> in the evening well that's but you know I find that um a day job especially like um where you're you know like you're talking about you um do as a loan officer you know those skills still apply as being an artist because you still have to deal with a, a client if you're doing commissioned work mm -hmm. you're having to really yeah. listen it is to, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're really having to listen to whoever you're um and buyer is whoever your patron is for your artwork. So um, I always think that I've learned a lot actually from when I was a graphic designer and how that applies into when I do illustration work or even when I'm teaching and all of that. So yeah, I think it helps to be multifaceted in, in a lot of areas. But I wanted to go back maybe a little bit further because like when I talk to artists about where they first kind of remember that first memory of when they first started creating art. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so it's uh, kind of funny. It wasn't really something that I was particularly interested in for most of my life. I wasn't, you know, someone who would do a roll or even sketch, carry a sketch pad around or anything. Um, I enjoyed art class in high school, but Honestly, I can't really recall a whole lot from it. Uh -huh. um, so after my first two years of college, when I had taken all the general courses that you could and I needed to choose, you know, a major, and I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, and uh, it was kind of like uh, trying to squeeze in an extra thing there, uh -huh. um, and doubling up and thinking, well, instead of being like just a teacher I'll be an art teacher and so I can learn how to make art while learning how to be a teacher at the same time um, but so it's kind of funny going into college 
not being a very practiced artist and being surrounded by students who had obvious <laughs> talent and um, you know, art was obviously something that uh, was very much in their lives. So it was kind of awful at first because <laughs> I would have to uh, critique my work, you know, in front of again, you know, very skilled artists. And uh, thankfully, it didn't discourage me. Um, it was more like, oh wow, I got to get a lot better. <laughs> so. That's a, a big part of any kind of, I think that's a big part of being a teacher, you know, that aspect of always wanting to like improve and also being an artist. But I'm really surprised by that because I thought you were very skilled. But when I'd had classes with you, I thought your work was really great. Aw, you're so nice. Uh, I, I thought in, um, especially in uh, ceramics, you were doing a really great job with your projects in there. Um, I think your 3D work is especially strong. I, yeah, I thought that was uh you know, some, you know, you, you were able to, I mean, I saw some of the 3D work that you had posted on, um, on your Facebook and mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Cause it was like, like kind of very engineered. Like you go like, Oh wow, that's really cool. It lights up. It does this, you know, yeah. I was like, <laughs> so it's a, uh, you know, a little bit more than when you think of just a, you know, just something that in just being a sculpture or a painting or a drawing. And I was like, wow, that takes a lot of um, thought and just planning and, and thought behind it. So, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I do a lot of planning. Like I, and my husband, he'll, he'll, you know, kind of pop in the studio and it'll look like I've done nothing. Uh -huh. And it's just because I've been thinking so much about what the next move is going to be. <laughs> But that's good because I think it helps you figure out exactly which way you want to go with something because I find like with my illustration work I've kind of had to slow down and it'll be like have that moment for yourself to kind of like process where you're going with a piece and if it's really meeting the objectives that you want so um mm -hmm. yeah you things see, end up changing as yeah. you go along and yeah half the planning was kind of like well we're, we're here now <laughs> yeah yeah so it always uh, amazing because there's usually just some kind of evolution. There's always changes, revisions, and um, workarounds. So if you allow yourself to have some of that time to kind of like digest and process it, you kind of you kind of make better choices, I think, in the long run. Mm -hmm. So um, the next thing I wanted to ask you is, um, what's your favorite type of art to create right now? Um, so. I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I kind of prefer charcoal, but I, I honestly haven't really done a whole lot of charcoal lately. I've been um, primarily focusing on painting, um, which was something that I was strongly avoiding in college. I actually picked up an extra drawing class to avoid painting. <laughs> um, and uh, years after college, I... Uh, started painting magnets. Oh, cool. So they're basically the, the tiniest canvas, you know, you could ask for. And that opened me up to, to painting. And now that's pretty much all I've been doing, except for, you know, kind of the random 3D projects here and there when um, I, I find something in my studio and I just decide to make something with it. But yeah, so mostly painting. Oh, that's cool. So um, who are some artists that um, have inspired your work? and the style of work that you're doing? So I've always, I guess, you know, beginning in college um, with the, uh, when I started making art, I was always super concerned 
with, you know, not copying. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, you know, there's artists that I love Mm -hmm. and there's just so much art out there that I love, but I don't think that it's apparent, you know, it, it doesn't seem to influence my work. So I don't know, you know, when I say, I love, uh, there's this uh, Swiss uh, sculptor, Alberto Giacometti. Mm -hmm. I think he's great, but I mean, my work looks nothing like his, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, sure. (laughs) So there's not really an influence there. I just think he's great. Um, Of course, Bob Ross, you know, he's amazing. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I've really actually even painted a landscape, but Mm -hmm. I mean, no one can deny the fact that Bob Ross is the man. So, yeah, that's cool. So yeah, there's yeah, there's so much out there. I just love it, but um, I don't know. I feel like there's not really a, a comparison okay. with uh, my work. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, I was um, wondering. So, like the switchover because you were originally in teaching, and now you're pursuing commissioned work and doing more painting. Um, what kind of inspired you to go on to that track? I thought of and um, I can't say that I really have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was really just kind of, um, I'd see artwork and I, you know, again, I'd see these artists work and I just loved it and just kind of thought, man, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish I made that. I wish I, you know, thought of that and just, you know, I can't say that there was a, definitive moment but I just decided to try one day (laughs) well that's awesome I think there's something you know um you you know if you are somebody who you know has that creative urge it's just like you you know I don't know if I don't make something I don't know it could be something sewn it could be something you know digital or it could be drawing or sketching I tend to feel like I feel a lot more more worn out I feel a little bit more cranky if I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that I don't know if you ever find that it's like something that's just part of your personality and you find that you you have to do that to feel you know you just feel better I don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so you had mentioned that you have a full-time job and that you're pursuing your um, art, you know, career as far as with your painting and commission work, you know, mm-hmm. I'm guessing like during your nights and weekends? Pretty much, yeah. So how do you stay motivated? How do you balance the the two? And also recently having been, you know, you just got married. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. Um I have late nights, I guess. I, I probably go to sleep later <laughs> than most of the other people that are um, in the loan officer field. Because <laughs> um, I just, I always feel like there's not enough time, you know. Um, but pretty much, you know, just switching things up a lot is helpful. You know, when, when you're at the office all day and then, you know, you, you get home and you're kind of excited to, you know, start on something else. Um, and I, I bounce around from so many different artsy craft stuff and, and paintings and from the magnets to larger canvases, there's always something different that I want to create. So just, um, wanting to finish the next project is kind of motivating. Like I want, I want to finish this. I want to see it done. So are you working on several pieces at once? And can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, what's the subject matter in those pieces or is that dependent on who your client is or who, you know, 
who's commissioned to work? Yeah, right now I'm um, working on a few things that they're not commissioned. They're just um, kind of, I'm making them more or less um, for myself, but uh-huh. you know, they're, they're up for purchase when they're done. Oh, sure. um, so, and I'm also right now kind of mass producing the magnets that I was mentioning uh, to promote the, uh, the art business. So I recently opened the website and um, gave myself an actual business name. It's Big Top Brushstrokes. Oh, cool. Um, so growing up, my parents, uh, they were a cell phone business. They had a cell phone business, mm-hmm. um, Big Top Hobbies. Oh. So I kind of, yeah, I kept the name with Big Top Brushstrokes. And um, so I'm making a, 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 as many magnets as I can, kind of promoting that. So those are all over the place right now. They're even in the kitchen. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm working on a, I'm calling it Dream Girl. And so it's kind of a, a dark, starry sky with clouds and like a, a female silhouette. Um, trying to work on a painting of a goat uh-huh. right now. Um, I know a woman who she said that's kind of, she, she loves goats. Uh-huh. And um, that one's been kind of hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're cute. They they are cute goats. I, I I we went to a farm this summer and we got to hold a baby goat. But yeah, gotcha. So like with that piece, how big is that? Um, about eleven by fourteen. Oh, okay. And what are you painting mm-hmm. with? What's your what's your paint? Uh, what's your medium of choice? Uh, acrylic. I actually only just uh, experimented with oils. Mm, maybe six months ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's so different from the acrylic. That was a, a learning experience in itself. And I kind of switched back to the acrylic. I like that it dries faster. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, um, I've only done a little bit of oil painting. I'm not a big fan of it just because it's very, um, it's just, I just really struggled with it. I had a hard time getting the colors the way I wanted it to be, and it would just mm-hmm. be really muddy. And I, I had a friend of mine, who was yeah. like, mm-hmm. another artist, who was like, you really should give it a chance. You know, it's like, I'm so used to like pastels or doing digital or even watercolor, but it's so different with watercolor. It's always so transparent. And then oils are just so opaque. And it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth about picking that up, but Maybe one day. <laughs> you can uh, do a uh, follow along with Bob Ross episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now that it's on Netflix and they've got like three seasons yeah. of that. Yeah, it's funny. My my son has been listening to uh, Bob Ross. He finds it very soothing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he says it's really, I caught him like when I came home from work, he was <laughs> listening to Bob Ross and he says it's like so soothing, his voice. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, here. So, um I was kind of um, wondering, what's your current favorite place to go see art when you're looking for inspiration or, you know? So I actually, I really like the um, galleries and in, in downtowns, like, you know, like downtown Savannah or downtown yeah. Alpharetta, like whenever there's a, a downtown. Yeah. Um, and there'll be like, I know in both Savannah and Alpharetta, there's several, several galleries and uh man i mean it just seems like everyone's work in there is just amazing like that's um that and pinterest 
<laughs> yeah, I'm a big Pinterest person. I'll go through a pin. Instagram, a lot of people that I um, follow and things like that. You just, I'm so amazed by like how amazing some artists are. You know, you just been like, wow, that blows me away. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, and I started um, a graduate class this summer and it just floors me like some of the talent in my class and it's all <laughs> online. So I've got um, people who are like, I think they're students in like in the Middle East, in China oh, wow. and all over. And so you see the talent and you're just like, wow, this mm -hmm. is amazing. So yeah, just all kinds of inspiration from different areas and places yeah. and just their perspective That's on really it. Cool. Yeah, just how they make art. So I was kind of curious, what are you, what are you finding that you're learning as far as the process? Because as far as I feel like um, it's kind of hard to know how to market one's work. And have you, like you said, you mentioned you started your website mm -hmm. and you've um, got your business name. But um, are there any things that you've discovered in the process of like how to promote your work and get the word out that you're doing? um commission paintings um well i'm kind of fortunate in the fact that um as a loan officer uh it's pretty common to um i, I go to networking events fairly regularly okay and so you know i can just kind of bring it up in conversation the fact that i make art on the side uh -huh. so um i get to throw it out that way while i'm networking for um mortgages as well yeah. <laughs> So have you found that's there anything from your day business work that is helpful to you as being an artist or the business size, the business side of being an artist? Um, so you mean like, uh, does the, the mortgage world kind of influence the art world for well, me? Is that what you're asking? I'm thinking about like, as far as, you know, as being, um, the business side of things, because I think a lot of times what I've noticed is like you go to school and you're, you're studying art or something like that. And there isn't a lot of um, address for how to <laughs> how to like run a right. business. <laughs> and I, you know, I think it helps if you've actually worked in a business, because some of the things, the principles apply, like you have to, you know, you, we we love what we do. And it, if you want to treat it like a business, you want to be able to like, you know, how do you you know, invoice clients, how do you like, mm -hmm. you know, drop proposals and, you know, and what are you, you know, even working with contracts with, um, you know, for with a client and things like that. Has there been anything that you found that makes it easier for you to work as um, an artist from your day job as a loan officer? Um, I guess, honestly, I'd have to say no, simply because the, the way the pricing works um, for the mortgage side, it's um, all extremely, you know, regulated and, you know, it has to be um, compliance. It has to, you know, fit compliance in a certain way and everything. Um, whereas with, you know, the art side, you can more or less be flexible, you know, it's more flexible. Um, Honestly, I kind of lean on my husband a little bit for that because oh, I, you know, don't know, you know, like you're saying, it's hard to, to market yourself and it's hard to kind of, you know, it's like, well, you know, how much should this be yes. worth? You know, how yes. much do I charge for this? Yeah. And um, so I kind of ask him for that. I'm like, how much do you think? <laughs> and uh, I kind of rely on, on his 
expertise opinion to um, kind of guide me. You know, I don't necessarily always agree with mm -hmm. what he says, but it gives me a gauge. Oh, that's great. Well, it sounds like a good, you know, it's always good to get a sounding board from, you know, other people and family. I use my husband and son all the time, mm -hmm. um, a lot for critiquing, because I always go like, if they notice... And they're not, you know, right. they're not trained artists and I'm, I need to fix something or change it. So I definitely think having somebody else to give you perspective, even if they're not necessarily involved in the art making process, that they can give mm -hmm. you some insight. So I think it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so I was wondering, so what's currently the most indispensable item in your studio that you just cannot live without? Um kind of funny it's uh, I really need my iPad and my Bluetooth speaker <laughs> oh, okay. um, I I have to have background noise whether it's music or movies um, I'll hit replay on a Netflix movie over and over and over just to have kind of that background noise going on um, I get a little irritable when it's quiet oh sure Oh yeah, I listen to podcasts. I've been listening to these art podcasts, so they'll be playing as I'm working on something. Yeah. So I, I find that it's like, I'm kind of listening, but then I'm kind of working and it's just kind of nice to have that kind of background That'd be sound. cool to check out. But yeah, to kind of maybe switch gears and check that out while I'm painting, yeah. Yeah, because I really, yeah, I just like it because usually something, you know, I find just art related uh, podcasts and uh, mm -hmm. just listen to those and get some helpful ideas while I'm working. Um, so if there, if there was a way for you to go into a time machine and go back to your younger self and to give yourself some advice that you wish you, something that you've learned now through the years of working as an artist, like what would you go back and tell yourself? So I fairly recently learned about, I'd say, I don't know, maybe less than two years ago. Yeah. Um, I, uh, my business partner, he introduced me to this book called uh, The 12 Week Year. Oh, okay. It's a really good book. I mean, okay. in, I've based most of my life on having a to-do list. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, I've had to do lists like every day yeah. for <laughs> just 10 years plus. Uh -huh. And um, the 12 week year is really interesting okay. because, you know, when you have your to do list, you're kind of um, completing tasks for the day, you know, to, to just get through the day. Yeah. Whereas the 12 week year, it's kind of like making m actual movements towards your goal. Okay. And, you know, um, that, that's honestly, that book helped me finally put out that website. Oh. And, um, and now, uh, I don't know about this Saturday cause the weather might be iffy, yeah. but coming up soon, um, I'm going to be displaying my work at an art booth. Nice. Uh, so, you know, that's actually a first for me. Awesome. And, um, you know, that book again, it's really helped. It's like, okay, you know, what do I need to do? to stop making my actual goals and dreams a one day. Oh, you know, I'll do that one day. Uh -huh. Oh, one day. You know, it's like, okay, these are the things I need to do. So that uh, it has a lot of really great quotes. And so one of them is uh, the greatest predictor of your future are your daily actions, you know? And mm -hmm. so when 
you're doing kind of your same routine every day, yeah. is it going to get you where you want to be? And so that's, that's really helped me. And if I had read that, you know, 10 years ago, whew, you know, I wouldn't be doing my first art booth this week, you know? <laughs> that sounds but, great. Um, so can you yeah, tell so me? It, it's a great book. Yeah. Can you say that title? It kind of broke up a little bit when you said it earlier. Can you say the title, the book title again yeah. one more time and who the author is? Well, uh, the author. Oh, it's hmm. okay. I can Google it. I'll yeah. put it in the description box if you don't know the author. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah. Can you say what the it's title a, was? The 12 week year. Oh, okay. All right. I'll have to check that out. I kind of like those kind of mm -hmm. self-help books. I do. Mm -hmm. I've been like, well, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and vlogs and the ones mm -hmm. that I've really liked, um, there is, and I highly recommend, even if you're not a graphic designer, his name is Christo mm -hmm. and he is, um, he graduated from Art Center and he like won an Emmy or whatever he's called his own design creative agency. But he's in his 50s and he basically it's called the future. And he talks about like the process that he went through. For me, it was very similar. Like it spoke to me on maybe maybe not so much like like having goals, which is true. But these goals, like how like. For me, a lot of it was my personality. Like I had a very hard time. I'm very introverted and a lot of artists tend to be kind of introverted, though I've met some really outgoing mm -hmm. artists too, but <laughs> I tend to be introverted. So it's really hard to get yourself. And he talked about how he literally switched his personality from being um, highly introverted to being an extrovert. And he talks mm. about how he got his business to, you know, kind of grow and being able to, um, just the level of like, I guess, of, I don't know, it's almost like a creative self-realization to being like, you know, like mm -hmm. you said, for me, like, like doing those art booths, you know, it's intimidating, and it seems overwhelming. And then it seems like, would it not be successful? And he kind of touches about like, not so much how you you look, basically how you look at things, it's your perspective, and mm -hmm. th those things can be like something that is bad can actually be a lot more positive depending on your perspective right. of it. And so right. just, and the learning yeah. experience that comes with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. And For so, sure. yeah. So, but I think long-term goals are really helpful in those areas because sometimes you need those little baby steps of success mm -hmm. to get you to something that you're projecting it, you know, like you said. And so that's really great. I will check out that book. That sounds like it's really yeah. helpful. Yeah, it's it's a real easy read, and you know, it's just so funny. Like I said, I've had to do lists forever, yeah. and this just just opened my eyes to, you know, I still have your you still have your daily tasks. Yeah, you, know, you got to do those, but you know, then you incorporate actually going towards your goals and not just doing the laundry. You know, yeah, <laughs> of course, those other things will always be there. But that is so awesome, Sylvia, you know, that you're going out there and doing a show. Um, and it, those really kind of, what's that? I said, I'm really excited. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so like, I, I think, you know, I think you'll once you get that experience, you'll you know, it'll be so easier to do the next one and things like that. Have you tried to do Etsy for some of your work? Like some of have you tried that? Because I've been talking to some other people. And have you had, you know, tried to sell your work on Etsy? Um, yes and no. It was something that I briefly, 
you know, I created a login uh-huh. <laughs> a few years ago and, um, you know, I posted a couple of pieces and then I kind of, uh, lost track of, you know, my goals. Gotcha. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, it's something that I need to, and, you know, I'm not on Instagram. Uh, I heard you mention that, like, that's probably something I should maybe look at, you know, um, but so, yeah, uh, I have a login for it. Um, oh, gotcha. I, I need to get back on the Etsy. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. I find that um, nowadays, like, it's become like, um, you know, when you're an artist, it's also like you've got to be your own personal social media marketer. And oh, yeah. it just seems to be like that could be another whole job in itself because I yeah. have great intentions to have um, a regular, like, you know, my YouTube videos, which mainly my uh i it's been it's been challenging because i have a channel for my teaching stuff and i have the stuff for my art stuff and so the teaching stuff usually trumps my own personal artwork and i have plenty of videos that are getting pushed onto that but then my own um art videos they get kind of you know to the wayside and then also instagram keeping up with that so um it's definitely yeah i do definitely encourage you to do the instagram because it's just been i think that's kind of been the place that I've actually got more in touch with other artists like it's kind of you know some people I know they've already been on Instagram so then we chat but it's kind of that I think there's less of a I think it's a little bit more socially friendly for artists because almost everybody's artists or whatever kind of art they're making Mm -hmm. visually but I'll start DMing people and they'll just be like and they will reply back like this one girl that is a watercolor artist um she does these beautiful uh, food watercolors so I asked mm. her like she was saying oh I made I got some stickers made of my artwork but I didn't realize she was in China <laughs> she was like so oh, I DM'd wow. her I said who who does your printing who does your sticker she's like oh and she told me who it was and she said they're right. in Singapore so I I would encourage it yeah because it's just like people are pretty friendly it's very um very cool yeah I was surprised I thought oh they probably never reply back but yeah, and then somebody um, just this week, um, Jennifer Graves, um, she was somebody I DM'd on Instagram because I liked her artwork. I said, you know what? I like your work. Would you be on my podcast? And she was like, sure. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I, I really like that connection. That And I think with Instagram, nobody has to know, like, you know, they don't even necessarily know your actual name or whatever unless you post it. But, like, there's no, mm-hmm. like, exchange of, like, personal like phone numbers or email address unless you choose to do that so but yeah I definitely would uh, love to see you on Instagram if you set one up let me know because I'll definitely follow you on there awesome yeah Yeah. um and I'll I'll find you yes and um the last question is one of those deep questions that I ask so if you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life if there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note with your you've written with three final truths what would those truths be? So, um, the first one, uh, it's kind of funny cause it's something that I honestly just kind of recently learned. Uh, um, so we've all, you know, we're all familiar with the expression to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But, uh, recently I heard it phrased a little different Okay. and it just really, really spoke to me. Um, it's uh, don't assume the worst, believe in the best. And, you know, that pretty much applies to any relationship, you know, with your, your boss or your parent or your kid. Yeah. Primarily, you know, it's um, you want to apply it to 
you know, like your significant other. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that just really spoke to me. Just, you know, you should always believe in the best and, and not assume the worst in, in your relationships. Um, and that's kind of an obvious one. But again, just when, when I heard it put that way, it just kind of opened my eyes. <laughs> um, the other one, um, I would say, you know, you should strive to continually learn. You know, I think uh, people, they graduate high school or college and that's it. You know, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't have the need to make research papers or anything, yeah. you know, and, and you're busy with your daily job. But I mean, there's just so much information out there, you know, and you should just kind of uh, always try to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third thing, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. I was, uh, I've been listening to more of your podcasts. Um, just, you know, here recently yeah. when, when I found out about it and while I'm driving and it's funny how many artists, you know, they kind of say it's not about the money. Uh-huh. And yeah. that was one of mine, you know, it's, uh, just to, to really know the value of a dollar. And what I mean is, you know, you can't eat money. Mm -hmm. Like I know it's important. You got to pay your rent and and you need money to buy groceries. But again, you can't eat it. You can't buy love, Mm -hmm. you know, so don't give money more value than it actually has. You know, don't spend your time and effort on money where, you know, it, it could be spent on something actually valuable. That's awesome. Sylvia, I'm so glad I spoke to you after all these years because, um, you know, yeah, it's been a while, while, but, you know, <laughs> it's really great. All the things that you've mentioned and the advice and, um, you know, uh, to people who are artists out there. And I think there's so many people who don't necessarily want to take that first step because you're talking about it's about the money. I need to be able to, you know, but pursuing something that you are truly, you know, something that makes your life something that makes you enhanced and makes it life better for you, you should do it. I mean, it's positive, mm-hmm. then you should go for it. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that's great. That's a wonderful insight. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, um, that was my last question. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. And I think a lot of people will really find it inspiring. And and um, I would love for you to do a shout out for your social media. Also, um, you mentioned that you're doing a festival and maybe you'll be there more than once. Maybe a shout out about that as well. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, so on Facebook, uh, it's technically under Anyang Art. Okay. Um, so Anyang is short for Anyang Haseo, uh, which is hello in Korean. So it's kind of like hello art. Okay. <laughs> Um, but if you were to just look up big top brushstrokes, um, that's that, that'll be on Facebook and, um, should also be one of the first things that pop up when you Google it. It's bigtopbrushstrokes.com. Okay. And, uh, the, the art booth, so it's in Cumming, Georgia. It's the Vickery Artisan Market. Oh, awesome. And it's, uh, every Saturday it's, um, it's kind of short it's just from 5 to 7 p.m okay so it's just a couple hours in the evening and again this will be my first time so i'm not really sure um what all is out there you know i looked at some pictures real quick because i was at work 
<laughs> um, but it, it looked like a really cool kind of yeah area, um, like an evening maybe farmers market kind of feel. Um, I'll know more after next week, but yeah. So again, it's Victory Artisan Market um, in Cumming, Georgia. Awesome. Well, um, I will put some links in the description box um, to your social media. So if anybody wants to check out your work. Um, so, and thank you again for being on the podcast and good luck oh, on, no, the, on the festival and showing your work for the first time. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally haven't done that before. So, you know, I think that's great that you're taking the steps to do it. And I, and I think it'll lead to bigger things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm excited and, you know, I've, I've got it in my head. I don't care if I don't sell a single thing doing it <laughs> yeah that's about getting maybe out the next week maybe the next week I, i'd want to sell something yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah all right well thanks again sylvia and um thank you everybody for listening to my creative thank life you. all right well nancy you take care all right you too sylvia